Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Our goal is to encourage those who desire to create or build upon a legacy that will leave a positive impact for generations to come. Let's have some fun and live with purpose. Listen, here's the deal. There are facts and there are opinions. And everybody has an opinion about all different areas of life. And again, then there are facts. And so today, I think we're talking about facts. And our topic of focus is what I'm going to say pretty much everyone will agree upon is undeniable legacies and undeniable legends, right? Because our last episode, we, we explained that who are the people that have legacies or let's say notable legacies the one that are the ones that are talked about often are the people that we consider legends right and legends could be people who are alive who are living they could be people who passed away at this point in time but either way they're people that just come up in topic of conversation that literally everybody knows throughout the world right we're not even just talking in our community but throughout the world yeah, they're, they're people that are notable, right? You know, everybody knows about whether you like them or don't like them. You know the name. They've been written about in books. There's been videos on them. They've been, they've been used as examples like they'll be used today. Um, and they're, they're just they're, they did something. And it ties back to our prior episode around this burning desire and this, 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 this kind of no retreat mentality to accomplish something big. And whether they realized it was going to be big at that time or not, it became a legacy and they became a legend. Correct. So we've selected three specific people that we're going to explore today. We'll chat about them each for a little bit. And then after, you know, afterwards, what I think would be great is to see if there are any similarities between these three people. And mm-hmm. there are people in all different categories of profession, uh, different walks of life, different histories different upbringings but they're absolute legends across the world um and so let's dive in right away all right so the only problem i see here yeah is why is my name's not on the list what's up with that uh how do you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i i might have that thrown in there you never know you never know all right all right right. (laughs) let's do it so Let's start off with the first one again. An undeniable legacy, still living in the sports arena. If you haven't guessed, we're going to what many will consider the greatest basketball player of all time, Mr. Michael Jordan. Woo! <laughs> to say, and, and now, entering the court. At 6'6 from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, great player. Great right? Player. And and Michael Jordan was someone that I actually fully respected and hated for quite some time. He was the guy that I love to hate. Why did I love to hate him? Because I'm from New York and I was a big New York Knicks fan in the <laughs> 90s, Right. And and he put daggers in us. Oh, All the yeah. time, man. I could uh-huh. be. I remember screaming at my television because yeah. it was like my team was good. 
at the time. Yeah. And <laughs> he seemed to beat us. Like he seemed to beat us. So yeah. Um, all right. So he's our he's our first person we're gonna analyze for just a little bit. Michael Jordan. Give me some thoughts, Doc. So, I mean, listen, I never met the guy in person. So, you know, but on the court, there's, there's, there's no denying that this man has come from uh, being a nobody to now being one of the most talked about, you know, public figures in the world, right? I mean, anyone, even if you're not a sports person, you know about Michael Jordan, right? Just from this, you know, people use him as an example all the time about these, you know, the characteristics of a successful person, right? And coming from nothing. So what did the guy come from? You know, born in New York. Goes to North Carolina, you know, had this desire to play basketball, worked his butt off, trained on the court, off the court. Um, one of the coolest things I, I, I've learned about the guy, and I've known it for some time, is, is even when he, this, this, this guy that we know today is Michael Jordan, you know, Air Jordan, you know, in, in high school, you know, when he tried out as a sophomore for the varsity team, got cut. Wasn't even, it was like, no, you're not tall enough, right? And um, can you, you imagine? Know, yeah, like you you imagine know, being so, the, the coach later on. Yeah, but you're like, yeah, man, yeah, I cut him. <laughs> but here, here, here's, but here's the cool thing. This, this is what I love about it. This is why I feel this ties into what we we, we talk about. Um, is it, 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 a lot of times when people get that that punch to the gut that you're not good enough, you're not tall enough, you're not good looking, you're not this, you're not that. They they get they 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 let that kind of spiral into like this mental disease of like of, and, and quit you know and like there's something inside of them that dies and they lose that thirst and that hunger to to keep driving and achieve more but not this guy right i mean like when he, he didn't let that, that get him down the dumps he what did he do he went and he trained harder and he went and got on the jv team and he and he and he on the court trained regularly off the court trained regularly in the gym mental training whole nine yards Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he grew four inches over the year, but that's another part <laughs> of it. But like, you know, the bottom line is the guy didn't quit. He didn't let that be a, uh, uh, this detractor or this kind of disruptive force in maybe in disruptive in the sense that he used it as a driving force to say, screw this, I'm going to go after it anyway. And he did. And then the guy like became one of the highest scoring point guards in JV, his in JV team. And, you know, and people started to recognize him, right. Goes off to college, becomes one of the greatest point guards in college. And then the rest is history, right? Into the NBA. And, and now we know him as Air Jordan. But what I think is really cool about him is he didn't just stop on the court. There's a lot of great athletes out there who are not legacy or, or legend in the sense of what did they do with this, this newfound legacy that they created or this, this wealth that they've created or this, this name they created. And he did something with it. He constantly explored and expanded and built. Like, I think he's also one of the few you know, athletes that are actually notable billionaire as well. Yeah. Right. So, and so he, he was the first person I think who, who really embraced the endorsement realm, you know, like he was, he became so good, so notable that, I mean, he, he made a good salary. I don't know what it was, but it was, it was pretty good. And, you know, his endorsement game really changed, like, sports business, I think. Yeah, for sure. Right? And he still got it. He set a trend for all the others that came after him, the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryants, right? Like, you know, the, he was that, like, kind of that, that, that figurehead, if you will, 
of of this like this path to greatness and people and the and the ones that want to follow suit that ha- that share those same attributes kind of you know took it to the next level as well right but i mean I he, he's, he's of- the reason i think a lot of pe- a lot of people who are coming up kids coming up trying to play basketball trying to make it to yeah. the pros are like saying Yo, my name my name's gonna be on the next nike or right. my name's gonna be on the next adidas whatever it is and i think that that was a huge game changer in the way that sports was thought about in terms of, of a profession. And so, John, one of the things you pointed out, too, is that he got cut from his uh, from the varsity squad, right? So, so many people think he got cut from, like, the team, but he was trying to play up, man, right? So he wanted to play with the big boys, and, and he got cut. And I, was, I, I relate to that because, well, no, you know what? I tried out for the varsity squad, too, in 10th grade for, for soccer team, and uh, I didn't get cut. I actually made it, but... My coach, but my coach at the time actually told me that uh, I would get a lot more playing time if I just stayed down. And I listened to him reluctantly. That wasn't a good move, but it is what it is. Um, But would you say that he used that, that hit, that gut check? Would you say that that kind of like fueled him? Yes. He took a negative and kind of like. Well, yeah, that was going to be my point, right? You know, like I was going to tie it back to that. I was like, you know, we we wouldn't be able to Google search Michael Jordan and see all the things we did had he let that gut punch or that 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 or he reacted to it in a negative way. You know, right? So like we wouldn't know who he was today. But I think the the key here is this: this is what made him and a lot of other people who are these legends, right? Um, is that they all have gone through something that could have made them feel like all right screw it i'm not gonna do this i'm just gonna live this status quo life you know maybe i'll just be a coach in basketball i'll coach high school basketball and you know and not that there's anything wrong with that you know but it's like maybe he he would have just said all right screw it i'm not gonna try anymore right i'll just kind of whatever but he didn't i think he used it 100 percent as fuel said oh you don't think i'm good enough i know i'm good enough i'm gonna do this anyway and i'm going to train and train and train and i'm going to use this 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 comment as this driving force Right. So, so I think you so take a negative, take something negative, positive, hundred percent. Flip it and flip that switch into positive. Use it as fuel. And so next time for all our listeners, right? You, I'm, life ain't always perfect, probably. Right? I always say life ain't puppy dogs and rainbows. Uh, it isn't fairy tales, and life just ain't the fairy tale most of the time. And so we're gonna get those gut checks. We're gonna get those shots to the chin and and pops in the gut. Like that's gonna happen. And the question mm-hmm. is, can you take that? unpleasant feeling unpleasant situation and figure out a way to stay the course and keep building the legacy that you want to build and flip that negative into a positive flip that that gut check into the fuel and you know what one of the things that i always respected and i think you have to uh with this guy again hate him or love him you got to admit on a competitive basis this boy is known as one of the fiercest competitors that ever played the game and maybe ever played any sport like this, he is known for it. In fact, when he was, I don't know if you ever watched the, uh, what was that? The, the last dance, I think it was called Yep. that documentary. Right. I mean, they pointed out so many times that, you know, this guy was a competitor. His eyes burning desire was yeah. all about winning. Right. Yeah. And listen, he did want to be the best. He did want to be, you know, outscore everybody 
But do you remember, I don't know if they pointed this out, but it is well known that like people thought that Michael Jordan, oh, Michael Jordan, he could, he, he's just a scorer. And he didn't even like that. He got so mad that he, and he was making, getting all these uh, awards at the time, but he worked on his defense also when people were thinking that he's just an offensive player. Right. And he worked on his defense and made the all-defensive team. So he was, he was not the, just a scorer. <laughs> negative, ne- negative comments. Uh, I mean, so it, there's nothing wrong with using the desire to, you know, to, to, to prove someone else wrong as a driving force to get, to, to follow through with your desire. There's nothing and wrong. He with would that do that all the time. In fact, in that documentary, they pointed out how he would basically play mental games, not only with himself, but with his teammates. And he would say like, oh, they said we suck or whatever like this. Mm-hmm. Just to get a little rise out of him. Yeah. And here's here's what he did that not everybody liked him for, including the people that he played with. He would say anything to them. He would belittle them <laughs> at times. He would yell at them in practice, right? Because in pra- practice wasn't just like warming up and stretching out to him. Practice was, I mean, it was game time. That was game time. He stepped on the court. It was still game time. And it was really practice, but it was game time, right? And uh, cool, cool. a little different from Allen Iverson, who was like, we talking about practice, <laughs> but uh, well, I respect his game as well. But I mean, he, he was fully focused on winning and he'll do, he would do anything in his power that he thought he had to get a rise out of you to play better. Right. So he didn't mm-hmm. care if you liked them. He just wanted the best out of you. At least that's that's what I've observed, and uh, I I mean it worked, right? It worked. People people didn't always love them, but they 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 won championships. I think I think the bottom line is is um, everybody has a driving force they can use to stay on track, right? And I think that you got to also remember um, the people who might talk you off this 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 uh, this this uh, you know. Uh, this path to your greatness, they don't see your vision the way you see your vision, right? So take it with a grain of salt, right? Don't let someone else, it could be someone you love, it could be your mom, your dad, your friend, your husband, your wife, you know, it could be your dog. It could be anybody who that you love and respect who could sit there and say, ah, come on, you gave it your best shot. Maybe this is not for you. And it's so easy at that point in time to let that interrupt your flow to success and just walk away from it and say, okay, maybe they're right. And and I'll just I'll just go get that job. I'll go be that this. I'll go and I'll just I'll just give this up, you know. And then you end up living this miserable life because it's not your direction. So don't let those comments of people you love kind of interrupt your flow. Just to use it, if, if anything, use it as like another tool in your toolbox to to create that driving force. Say, you know what? No, heck no! I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna prove to people that I can do this. And I'm going to prove to me that I could, because it's only your vision and nobody can see your vision and nobody can respect your vision the way you can. So, and just like this guy, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know what else happened in his life. You know, maybe there was other detractors there, but bottom line is him or any other person, even people who are not quote unquote notable, but they're super successful have all had to use a driving force and, and, and keep that focus and discipline, that burning desire to say, screw it, let's do it. <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Love it. So let's, let's shift to our second undeniable uh, legend, an undeniable legacy, someone who is still around and very relevant at this uh, point in time. Um, This is a 
wildly wealthy boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes by the name of, maybe you guys have heard of him, Mr. Jeffrey Bezos. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a multi-multi-billionaire. I think he is classified as the wealthiest person in the world right now. Is that is that accurate? You know, I mean, that's what they're saying, right? You know, uh, yeah. that that's the word on the street, right? So, I mean, you 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 read it, it sounds good. It's probably true. <laughs> but, I right. mean, the guy is he's it says that he's worth what over two hundred billion dollars um, as of this year. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, that's pretty wealthy. Right. I don't I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I guess I consider <laughs> I guess, that pretty wealthy. I guess it's OK. <laughs> like, he's, All right. Great. He's got a so couple he's extra bucks than I do. I'll tell you that. I, I could do that. So. <laughs> so, all right. Give us give us a little background here. Jeff Bezos. Um, what, what do you think about this guy? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, let's start. He didn't have a like, perfect childhood, did he? Right. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, listen, again, what, what you read and research on the guy, I read his, I read the book about him, did some research on him as well. And I mean, you know, kind of a, a standard story with a lot of people have experienced, right? You know, he was born to a young family, right? What mom, 17, dad, 19, um, you know, uh, and, you know, eventually they got divorced, right? And she went and she eventually met someone else, this guy, Michael Bezos, who adopted him, right? And that's how he got the Bezos name. I think his original name was like Jorgensen or something like that. You know, I, uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is he, you know, kind of lived a lot of lives that a lot of people are familiar with, you know, broken family, you know, kind of moving to different places. Uh, I think during high school worked in McDonald's, nothing wrong with that, by the way, but worked in McDonald's as a, as a line cook or what have you, whatever he was. Hey man, there. What, what's his name? You Denzel know? Washington says, I don't care what you do. You, you can flip burgers, flip houses, just don't sit home and flip channels. That's it. Right. I love it. Right. Same. So it's like everything, you know, so Bob, you know, then he went to school, right. Went to high school, went to college, got a degree and, you know, all, you know, I don't know if his life was, I would say miserable, but it's, you know, I'm sure he had some challenges here and there, but kind of a basic life, you know, got a job and doing these consulting firms and research stuff and things of that nature. But then, you know, kind of move forward a little bit. He's on a cross country trip from, I think from what, New York to Seattle. And decides i want to start an online bookstore i mean that's where it started the guy just decided i want to start an <laughs> online bookstore and then in uh what 93 and, I think and it was, hold on right? hold on hold on just for one second time because i do want to highlight right so typical run of going to school getting a job high school job getting a job out of school right but but i will point out that i discovered here so uh, Mr. Bezos was someone with burning desire to be the best in what he was doing because, and I didn't realize this at the time, but through high school, I'm pretty sure he became the valedictorian of his high school. And then also he went to Princeton university, graduated yep. summa cum laude with a 4.2 GPA. I don't know if yeah. he was valedictorian, but I didn't even know you can get over four <laughs> GPA in college and wow. Right. So he, he was clearly not cool with just being uh, satisfactory, right? He wanted to to do as best as he can, unless mm -hmm. he was just that naturally smart, which uh, is hard to believe. Um, and then when his when he was working, he was working on Wall Street before he yep. left to start this uh, bookstore, right? Yep, working on Wall Street. So, I mean, he had a good he had a good <laughs> life, right? He had a kind of like you know a, a, maybe a little bit more than the standard life, but he had like a similar upbringing that a lot of people have. But he busted yeah. it. So he did bust his ass. So he did have that mentality of kind of like, I want to achieve things. But, you know, again, there's a lot of people who, you know, went to Princeton or work on Wall Street, 
you know, who are, who are, who are not living their best life. They're not living their life by design or on purpose. Right. They're living right. it more by like, I, I do this and this is what I do. And this is what my dad said, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but so he know, reaches a point in the nineties where he's like, you know what? This whole making money on Wall Street thing. I don't know if it's for me. I think I'm going to just start my own bookstore online. Right. <laughs> Do you and know, I found this out. This is just kind of funny. Not that it's important, but I thought it was funny. The first name that he chose for his bookstore was uh, Kadabra Inc. So he must have been into like magic, I guess, because it was the know. other half of Abracadabra. And he was explaining it to somebody, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, my company name's Cadaver Inc." And they were like, "Cadaver?" He's <laughs> like, "Yeah." He goes, "That was the death of that name." <laughs> <laughs> and so, do you know why he? I'm sure if you do, or our listeners do, like why he chose the online book route. I mean, I I, I don't recall. To be honest, I mean, he, I, I think so. I think he, he thought lost. right, and there was bookstores there. There's bookstores out. Bookstores have been around forever. And what he was envisioning or noticing, he's like, well, yo, this internet thing is getting, it's getting big now. It's, I, I see this as growing. And his belief ended up being that he really thought that the internet was going to help him grow past sales of what the big box stores were doing. So, you know, like the Borders and, you know, perhaps the Barnes and Nobles, I don't know what was out there at the time, but, you know, they were all just in-person physical books. And he's like, you know, this, there's something to this internet thing. This thing, I, this thing's going to blow up and I want to be there to do it. So let's get first to market. And I'm pretty sure he, uh, he did that. And then he eventually diversified beyond books, obviously, because boy, Amazon, literally, you can just get anything on there now. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's become one of the biggest online retails, retailers like ever. It is. I, mean, I, it I is. believe it is the biggest online retailer. And he yeah. also changed the game in the book business by going online. And then he changed the way that people even read books because he created the Kindle. Right. Right. He just Which made, is he made it accessible. Digital reading. Yeah, the guy made it, he made it accessible for everyone, right? No matter where you are, what you're doing, you can have a Kindle that has an entire library of books. And you don't have to carry them right. Carry one library with you to the beach. Crazy. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. That's awesome. But, but, but again, you know, back to the whole point of this, an undeniable legend. I undeniable. mean, I don't care. I don't care if you like this guy or not. I, I frankly couldn't give to, you know, you know what. But the bottom line is he is, I mean, Jeff Bezos. I mean, like, period. That's right? it. I mean, the guy God. has Amazon and he has completely changed the way people buy, the way people read, the way people view. I mean, he has... He has streaming services. He has, you know, a, a artificial intelligence technology, you know, like how do people interact where it's like with Alexa, with everything else, right? How it's all linked together. He's, he's creating, and some people say he's creating a spy network. Fine, that's whatever. It doesn't matter. He's creating this integrated network of, it started from an online bookstore, but the guy constantly like had this process of like, what next, what next? Right. But I guarantee you, the guy has such a disciplined focus. If you spoke with him today, I bet you any money he's not doing a, a percentage of the distraction sources that most people are doing today that are preventing them from even getting the foot out the door to, be, to start building their legacy. Yeah. The guy, All right. You know, Don, last five minutes here. There's our five minute warning here. Right. We, we're shifting gears to another person undeniable legacy undeniable legend totally different category 
not sports, not business. This is Miss Mother Teresa. All yeah, right. I think I'll, everybody I'll... knows that name throughout the world. Yeah. Why? Why do Can we I... know her name? Well, I'll let, I'll let you run with this one, but I'll say that the cool thing about this one is okay. it's it also another point of building a legacy and being a legend, but it's not centered around wealth, right, or sports or something. It's a totally different avenue, but it's still this legacy-building opportunity for people. This is the route you go. But I'll let you go. I'll let you run with this one, Devin. All right, no problem. So here's the deal. I didn't actually know that much about Mother Teresa, but I knew the name. And that's how I, you know, one of the reasons. I was like, you know, undeniable legend, Mother Teresa. You don't even have to know that much about her, but you know her name. Wherever you are in the world, everyone knows the name. Oh, yeah, you're Mother Teresa. So we, we associate it with being kind, being nice, right? And, and what she did was she was a missionary, I believe, uh, in Calcutta, India, right? Yep. That was, you know, where she kind of maybe made her mark, per se. And, uh, and she had a burning desire to care for people. But specifically, she cared for people who were considered, like, burdens of the world. So if anybody had, you know, let's say, um, you know, they were crippled or they were blind or, you know, they didn't have a job, they were unemployed, like, they were orphans. She, she cared for the people who most would consider just, like, problem you know, a problem to deal with, a burden to deal with. And so she went on a mission as a missionary and actually set up orphanages all over the world, though, too. And she had a lot of workers, uh, you know, other missionaries kind of combined. I think I, I heard something over 4,000 people at one point were like doing this service with her. And then on top of that, other volunteers, like over a million volunteers helping out all these different facilities. So that is, I mean, that's incredible. That's, that's a hell of a business, if you want to say, right? I mean, worldwide, million million helpers, 4,000 employees, like, you know, if you want to say, I mean, that is that is no easy feat. And this is just a lady with no background other of business other than a heart to help others. And so tons of respect for that. And one of the things I found out too, totally surprising, but not, I mean, it does. It, I, I can I can believe it. Was uh, some people gave her backlash? You believe it? How are you going to backlash Mother Teresa? I mean, listen. There's always going to be haters out there, no matter who you are, right? I mean, people are going to hate on us once we start building our legacy and going deeper into that. There's going <laughs> to there's going to be someone who's going to hate on us too. But who cares? The bottom line is, well, here's she, you know she, you know why they gave her backlash though. Because I never heard of financial money handling. Yeah. So here's what happened. So many people liked her mission and were donating. Right. So there's millions of dollars being donated to, you know, the facilities, I guess, that that she was running. And what was going on is, listen, there was there was people who were who were in there uh, who needed medical attention and they were getting medical attention, but not necessarily the proper medical attention because because she didn't have a hospital. Right. She had facilities that cared for people, but it wasn't like a, a hospital with, with nurses and doctors, per se, right. at least from what I like saw. A make, it was but, like a makeshift. Right. Right. Well, there were there were more volunteers. So they were trying to give, you know, medicines at times when maybe they gave the wrong medicine or maybe they didn't give the you know, they didn't give medicine when it should have been given medicine. So, you know, there were some some uh, health repercussions there. You know, I'm sure people were got sick, maybe passed away. And if they weren't to a hospital, they wouldn't have. But. Um, you know, her, her mission wasn't to be a doctor. It was just to help people. And I think she do, she did do that, but you know, people backlash her because 
you know, they had volunteers and there was some mismanagement of funds. And listen, when, when that's not your profession, it's, it's not an easy thing. So though, though that may be a little bit of backlash to misorganization, um, again, you can't deny that she's a legend. Right. right, because she did help, and she's a name that is relevant today. We always associate it with someone and, who's helping and caring. Right, and for all we know, the mismanagement could have been some sort of shyster who's running money. Maybe they were some mismanagement. They were taking advantage of, you know, she's not the business person on the end of this, right? But it doesn't matter. The point is, what ties us all together, these three people, to your point, is they're all undeniable, no, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in the world. I guarantee you've heard of them and you have some sort of idea of the history behind them and what they do today. But the cool thing is going way, going back to the beginning of their time is each of them, no matter how different of the arena they played in or, or built their legacy in, each of them share the same characteristics that we believe are core characteristics of creating this legacy and being your own legend right? Whether you're notable or not, but creating this, they all share this same, those same characteristics. And you want to run through those real quick, Devin? So, well, the characteristics. Yeah. The characteristics, what do they share? What are the commonalities between all Huge three of thing them? was burning desire, right? They had a burning desire. They were on a mission that was bigger than them, right? So they had a focus, they saw a destination and it didn't matter when they got hit in the gut or punched in the, in the, in the chin, right? It didn't matter. They used it for fuel. And I use the word competition, but they used it for fuel to battle the competition of adversity in order to reach their end, end desire. Yeah, that, I that, think the, that, that's what I'm the, saying. The biggest competitions we all face is not necessarily other people. It's usually our own thoughts. It's the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the limitations, all the things that we have put in our subconscious mind that prevent us from acting forward. They've had those too, I guarantee you, but they used that. They didn't try to eliminate it. They did not have, they used those fears. They used those things as driving forces to achieve their, what we know today to be their greatness, right? Yeah. So Michael Jordan goes from cut from the varsity squad, the best player to have ever existed. Jeff Bezos goes from working at McDonald's to wealthiest person in the world. Mother Teresa I, I, I goes from I just want to help you know some people to becoming the most notable person that has spread and helped uh, plant seeds for other missionaries I'd say who want to care for other people who are considered burdens to the society all harnessing back to burning desire and mission driven right and they had they had an absolute focus and discipline in in in, in accomplishing so they had the burning desire. And you can have a burning desire, but that flame will go out if you don't keep putting wood on the fire, right? So what's the wood? It's action. You got to take action. You got to consistent action. And you got just like when you have a fire in your fireplace, if you don't throw logs on that fire, eventually that burning fire is going to go down, down and down, and it's going to go out. So you, you just, it, they had the burning desires that is kind of the, the start of it. And they had the, the, the action taking, and then they had the focus and the discipline to maintain consistent action each day of their lives. And they're still doing it today. Even though they've achieved this legacy, I guarantee you they're still using those same attributes, those same mindsets to continue to grow their legacy and not get lazy now. Love it, man. Love it. All right. Well, listen, Don, this was – I had a lot of fun exploring this. This was cool. I learned some stuff uh, as we were researching. And even during our discussion today, I hope the same 
was uh, felt by our listeners. And now I'll just say thank you. Thank you, Don. And I hope everyone has a great day. And I hope you can keep living your life by design. Take care. Thank you for listening today. We hope this sparks some reflection upon the legacy that you're creating. We also hope this episode helps you identify an action step that helps you live life on purpose and not on accident. Now go forward and be a legacy leader.